episode, I wanted to feel more vulnerable, more, um, just more of everything. But let's get right into it. This is Simply King, the soulfully conscious podcast for humans, simply being humans. I'm Rodney Perry, also known as King, and you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. And uh, today is an interesting, not only an interesting episode, but I am recording this in at literally two minutes away from 12 a.m., which is the anniversary, the seventh year anniversary of me doing this thing called podcasting. And um, I feel so many ways. I feel so many ways. Um, I feel like I've been mulling over it all day about exactly what I want to do. Mulling over why haven't I, you know, made up more of a fuss about it. Like, it's such a thing to kind of have this creative thing going on where you celebrate yourself, where you are allowing for other people to celebrate you. It's a real interesting thing. And when it came down to it, thinking about the number seven, I thought to myself, seven means completion. Seven means so many different things. It's a lucky number. It's a number that represents rest, a number that represents fullness, wholeness. And it's been seven years since I've been doing this. And I thought to myself, what could I do with seven? What could I, how could I play with the number seven in so much shape or form? And what I thought of was, what if, what if what I did was give seven confessions, confess seven things that you don't know, maybe I've spoken to, maybe I haven't, but let's pour up a glass of wine and get into it. This is Simply King. I'm gonna, I need to make sure I stop looking. I'm looking at the damn TV screen, but let's get into it. So, I believe that actionable forms of activity are kind of have to happen for us to really grow, right? So for me, I'm thinking at seven years of doing a podcast, what is it that you can do that is different than what you've done? Because it's like you already have reviewed some of your favorite things over the years. You've already went the you know esoteric route in celebrating yourself you've already tried to bring out some pop and circumstance in some way shape or form in celebrating your podcast now it's time to just get real i'm a grown-ass man at this point in time and I'm, I'm just trying my best to like continue to grow and i think in um my pursuit for growth, my pursuit to feel better about myself, my pursuit to feel good about where I'm going in life. I think I got to get serious about the right things. I got to get real about the things to myself. I got to make more space for joy, more space for grace, more space for the complicated feelings, because in those uncomfortable spaces is where growth is on the other side. So let's get into these confessions. Number one, I'm afraid to fail. 
or as a lot of people may call the Icarus complex, something that I came into knowledge of at an early age that I think I thought I passed. I think it was past me, something I didn't have to do anymore, something I didn't think was going to be a thing in my life as much as I thought. But in reality, it still much, still very much was. And even after pushing past particular things, moving to Chicago, finishing college, leaving my mother's home, moving back to Atlanta, I do know that that's a big motivator for me is that I can't fall short of what I see myself being. And that shit petrifies me sometimes, like in a real genuine way. Like it, it, it makes me feel so many ways. As a man, I feel like it's almost built into our DNA, built into how successful you are as a person. Have you done what you said you're going to do? Did you keep your word? All these things are, are things. And I think for me, I don't want to miss out. I don't want to feel like I'm not being my full self in a genuine way. Mm. So it's definitely a driving force. It's definitely something that I can't allow to happen for real, for real. Number two, take sip. I wonder if y'all really fuck with me. And this is something that, you know, I can blame on social media only oh so much. Because I think that, you know, I always ask myself, you know, if you create good content, then they will come. Or are you creating good content enough? Or is it doesn't matter? You just got to believe in the content and then people will come. Which one is it? The chicken or the egg, you know? But I wonder how much people really do fuck with the content. Or do people rather see me do something completely different? rather see me be something completely uh, different <laughs> and rather maybe they want to see me become get into the adult space maybe they want to see me become a motivational speaker or a life coach podcaster feels right for me and I think for the people who speak to me who know me who really have given the pod a chance know that to be true and I think for the folks who are listening to this now know that to be true. Y'all more than likely probably been listening, probably been supporting. I appreciate that. But I think that that is social media has like done a real good number on me to where it's like had to it's affected my overall prowess, how I feel about myself, how I feel about my creativity, how I feel about my creation. And I don't like that. I don't. I got to do a lot of soul searching a lot just to make sense of how I want to show up in my own creativity. But I, I believe that's something that I still think about is I think I want the validation for who I know I'm making the content for. Like, this is not just for me, it's for you too. Um, it's really how I feel more than anything. Um, number three, I've had probably the worst relationship with money most of my life. I think I 
present very well put together. I think I don't know if I don't think I come off like I'm a rich man by any means, but I think I definitely present stability. I think I present security, but I want to confess that like that's a journey. <laughs> it's, it's truly a journey. I think I've shown myself to be irresponsible. I think I've shown myself to be imbalanced, not knowing how to give myself what I want, give myself what I need mismanaging money, needing so much, um, missing payments, missing bills. I think just the regular degla, you know, adulting, but I think it's something to confess because I think I come off very well put together, very well, like I got it all in order and when I don't all the time. Um, I think I'm a man who can be organized with so many other things that I think I've unfortunately allowed for myself to be neglected. Uh, neglect certain things in my own life sometimes. And I don't like that. I don't. I feel like I can be so much better at it. And uh, I think, you know, I have to thank therapy and so many other things to be how I feel like I've gotten myself out of that space, how I feel like I've grown away from that space and thinking of money differently, changing my relationship to money and how money flows to me and thinking of it as energy way more than I think of it as tangible thing that I got to get to pay bills with got to rechange our minds. We got to reframe our minds so that we can really change the way we feel about everything. You know, um, that's genuinely how I feel. And, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me make sure. So, um, number four, number four, where's my wine? Number four is a nigga be feeling remorseful a lot. I think, um, I am the quintessential, the quintessential, like strong friend. I am the quote unquote, like, you know, designated leader, the amicable leader, personality type, uh, Leo rising for the, for the, you know, for the horoscope, spiritual folks out there. And um, so I make a lot of decisions. I make a lot of decisions. I feel like people don't mind me leaving. People don't mind me doing it. But also, too, I have to give myself credit to my ability to do such, too. And um, in doing so, it comes with a lot of responsibility. And I think sometimes I think about if I've made the right decision for myself, if I made the right decision for other people, um, and just being anxious about what that feeling is. Because you don't want to feel that way. You want to you feel very confident when you make decisions, but remorse is something that I've like really had to hone in on. I really had to ask myself like, damn, why are you so, why you can't stick with what it is that you did with the decision that you made? And um, I think in recent years, this has a lot to do with self-trust. Like, do you really trust yourself when you make particular decisions? And I think um, sometimes it, it comes out in the wash. Sometimes we learn that it's okay for us to feel okay about not knowing that we made a decision that may not be the best at, in that moment, but we just got to trust the process. And that's kind of what has made me feel a little bit better about it, but it's still something that I got to feel like is worthy of a confession. Cause I can imagine myself to present and just confidence all the time. Like I did what I did. I said what I said, I'm good. It doesn't matter. But in reality, I, I, I'll be feeling remorseful about a lot of shit, you know? And, um, not knowing if I was right, not. And I think that's where the human aspects of, you know, of me really show up the most. It's like, man, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Who knows? 
But I feel like it's something to, to point out, something to make very, very clear that, you know, even a person who feels very thoughtful about decisions and things they say and do, which I believe I am, still haunts me if I'm doing the right thing. It still fucks with me if I am. But, you know, to each his own. Moving on. Okay. All right. The last three. So, five. I got a, I got an analogy for y'all, right? To go along with this one. I'm horny all the time. And I get it if I don't show up that way. But I think it's worthy of a confession because I think that in recent years in my whole, you know, my adult life from college to now, I think I give off like I'm just this nice, kind guy. I want to make it very clear that I am my mind is like in the gutter, probably like 95 percent of the time. And I think um, if you are a fan of the Avengers, if you're a fan of the Avengers. And you remember the very first movie, the Hulk says something in this movie where he says, y'all want to know how I figured out how to, you know, basically like not get mad anymore is that I'm just mad all the time. It's kind of what I learned. It's kind of what I figured out for myself is that a nigga be horny all the time. And I just got to figure out a way to live with that in a weird way. It's very strange very weird you know um it is what it is though for real for real i can't do nothing about it um but then but then um i think it's it's been a benefit to me too because now i feel like i am how can i say like not a dirtbag because i'm like always in a certain mood so it's not like I got to fucking like exert this weird ass energy onto the world and like be this douche and shit. I think I'm about I think it like creates balance with me because it's not really expected out of me, even if it's in my head. So I can show up any way I want to um, in the scenario for real, for real. I can show up any way I want to. Um, moving on to six. Let's see if the camera, I don't know if the camera going to cut off, but either way, we got the shot. We're going to get it right. Um, number six, I feel like I've done more for relationships. I'm looking at my live camera right now than anything else in my life. I really genuinely feel like that. I genuinely feel that way. I feel like I've sacrificed more. I feel like I've dedicated more time and energy. Um... And I think that's where, you know, the discovery of me, another confession being remorseful has like really impacted me a lot because I feel like I will drop everything. I'll sacrifice a lot I'll for commitment, for love, for what I believe is necessary, because I think it's something that I cherish and hold up to a real high place. And that's relationship. That's partnership. Um I'm very serious about it. I think I always was. I think it drove my like serial dating fucking um, tendencies for real in a genuine way. But I think I've done so much. I've driven nine hours in a snowstorm. I've 
bought last minute tickets to fly to different states. I've I've came back four or five, six times trying to figure out how we're going to work it out, begging and pleading, trying to work it out again and work it out again. I've spent the block a year later. I've done a lot of things because I feel like I'll be chasing. I feel like for a long time I was chasing love, just chasing, chasing it and chasing it. To the point to where I made myself a, a very jaded dude, like a very like a man of like, damn, bro, like you got to you're not really getting what you want. So what do you got to do differently? You know, um, it's kind of where I was getting at. Um, but I've, I've learned a lot from it and I see what commitment really looks like for me now. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what commitment really look like. I know I've learned so much and got so many blessings and lessons from all that driving and moving and committing myself to love to the fullest extent. I know what it feels like when I'm ready to be married. I know what it feels like when I know this is the person that I belong to. I know what it feels like when there's a person who is down for me no matter what. So I can't say that it's a regretful feeling that I've committed myself to the highest degree to that over everything else in my life. I think I've overcommitted myself to love and relationships more than my jobs that I've worked more than my career and passions, more than my family, even more than my friends. Even I, I did not care if I'm with my little, yeah, my little baby that's going to listen. If I'm with my thing. That's all that mattered to me. That's all that mattered to me. And I realized how that was something I needed to manage. That was something I needed to pull back from. That was something I needed to change because I loved love so much that it was like unhealthy. And, um, Shit had to change. Shit had to be different. And um, I think it, it did what it needed to do. I think I got all the lessons I needed to get, you know. I spent seven years in Chicago, and here we are now, me, doing my seventh year anniversary podcast in Atlanta, Georgia, which is so interesting because I didn't start the, the pod in Atlanta. The idea for the podcast was birthed in Atlanta, um, but it was a radio show at first. And now here we are. Full circle moment. It's crazy as hell. But let me wrap it up with the last confession. The very last confession is I'm never giving I'm never going to give up on my mission and I will not ever compromise. That's something that I can't see myself ever doing. I genuinely believe that one of the best and biggest decisions I ever made for myself in recent years was me. Well, obviously me moving back to Atlanta is one, but even bigger than that, <laughs> leaving corporate America, leaving my corporate job and like betting on myself. And like, I feel like committing to that as an idea, committing to that as who I am, committing to that in every single way and every single texture and every single feeling. And I think that was what I really, really, really truly needed to be what I truly needed to do for myself to really feel whole, to feel good, to see myself, to be able to get a true assessment of my work ethic, to get a true assessment of my passion, to get a true assessment of my purpose. I think I needed that in the most major way ever. And I won't ever quit. I won't ever quit on the journey to establish myself as a self-made individual. I think that's something that the bug, the battery, the, the energy has been put into me to know that that's what my purpose is. I'm not meant to work for somebody else. I'm with, I think I can work with people. 
I think I can always be a man of my own and pick and choose if I choose to give this to my time or not. But feeling dedicated to something to the point to where this has to be, how it has to go, that's not me. That's not what it's ever going to be, ever. It's never going to be like that for me. And so it is what it is. But in closing, I truly feel like vulnerability is something that can be an actionable thing. And I hope that you see it as such. I I believe that, you know, seven years is a hell of a time and I'm going to make sure I celebrate it right. In the seven year podcast, I want you to not only support this pod, spread this pod, share this pod, give this pod out to everyone who sees it because it's necessary. It's something that is everything I want it to be. And I want you to know that I am dedicated to improving and impacting everyone who listens to this podcast with great guests, with thought-provoking topics, with fun, entertaining topics. It is what it is. Um, I hope it doesn't feel too melancholy. I think I was in a particular space, but I feel pretty good about what I chose to do. I wanted to feel introspective for seven because it's a completion. It's, a, it's about rest. It's a, a symbolic moment of luckiness. And I think I did everything I wanted to do. So I feel complete. I feel good about the thing. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you. With the last little bit of this wine I got in this glass, I want to give a toast to myself. A toast to everyone who has subscribed, listened, shared, given me any type of energy to keep on doing what I do for the past seven years. Cheers to Simply King, the soulfully conscious podcast for humans, simply being humans. As always, I'm Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace.